This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Joining me now to talk about politics more generally is Gretchen Whitmer, former state Senate minority leader, interim prosecutor for Ingham County, now gubernatorial candidate. Welcome back to the show, Gretchen. Thank you. Yeah. So I had you on in the first week that you had announced you were running for governor, and I said then, what is wrong with you? Why would you Why would you take on a two-year campaign for governor? Now we're five months later, uh, five or six months into it. Tell me how that is going. Well, it's going great. I got to tell you, I love the state of Michigan. I have lived here my whole life, and I know that the Michigan my girls are growing up in doesn't resemble the one that I think of when I tell you how proud I am to be from this state. Yeah, We've got a lot of work to do, and no matter where you go in this state, there are similar concerns. Parents want to know that they hug their kids and send them off to school and they're going to get the skills they need to be successful. Families want to know that they can make a living, you know, find a path to a career for people that are unemployed or underemployed in Michigan. And uh, they want to know at the end of the day that the government has people in government have integrity and they're looking out for the people of this state. And so I'm glad I got in early. This is a huge state. I think one of the lessons of 2016 is we can't take anything or anyone for granted. Got to go everywhere. Got to talk to everyone. You got to get to all 83 counties. We spend a lot more time in certain ones because they've got more people. But mm-hmm. there's no question that we need someone who's going to go to bed every night thinking about the people of the state and wake up every morning trying to fix problems. Yeah, uh, you've had some early successes. I mean, in, in terms of uh, in terms of endorsements, in terms of fundraising, I would imagine that that is part of the strategy here is that it's expensive to run for governor. It's also hard to get people to, to come out and say they're going to support you. You have, an, you have a head start on, on anybody else who decides to get in at this point. Well, I, I've worked my tail off. I'm a hard worker, and I'm not going to take anything for granted. I know some people thought, gosh, it was early to jump in in January, <laughs> but because of the environment we're in, People are craving a place to put energy into something positive. And, and my candidacy has been that for a lot of people. We've got thousands of people have signed up to volunteer. We've, we've get, we're building a grassroots organization because this is, that's what it's about. It's about the people of Michigan. It's not yeah. about me. It's about who we are as a state and where we want to be. So at what point do you feel in a campaign you have to start talking specifically about things you might change? In other words, you say, for instance, uh, parents ought to be able to hug their kids, send them off to school, and be sure they get a good education. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But what what would we do differently in Michigan that would make that truer today uh, or tomorrow than it is than it is today? Right. So as I'm on the campaign trail, I mean that's that's what we get into the real real ideas about how do we transform education in Michigan. We led the world at one point, and now we lag our own nation, and we deserve better. And I believe that that includes starting with universal early childhood education. That's a would be a bold universal preschool change. Yes, for every kid in the state, quality quality opportunities for every kid in this state. Right. The first thousand days of your life determine your lifelong health, your lifelong income. And we're missing generations of kids because they don't have access to opportunities. And we need to make that available. It helps them as individuals, it helps their families, but it helps us as a state when we've got a more educated, successful population. So the current governor has invested, I think it's $120 million in expanding early education. I think that number is right. You would maybe 
make it universal. More? You'd Absolutely. make it universal. So where would the money come from? Well, from you know, that's what, that, that is a, a great question. We are <laughs> a year and a half out, and I'm not going to be one of those candidates who throws ideas on the table and tells you they don't know how they're going to pay for them. Right. We will put a thoughtful plan about how we would be able to afford it on the table. I'm not ready to throw that on the table yet. Sure. But I, I'm, you know, I... I know how to get things done. I know what it's going to take in the legislature to to accomplish these goals, and so I'm going to put together a real plan, and and backed up by facts of, about how we could make it a reality for people in this yeah. state. So, uh, if you were to win uh, as 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 governor, it's unlikely, although not impossible, that you would face some of the same political circumstances that surrounded your legislative career. You, you served for, I think, 17 years in the 14. legislature? 14 years yep. in the legislature. Uh, and most of that time in the minority. I mean, Republicans had control of, of the houses that you were in. If you were governor and had to work with a Republican Senate or a Republican House or maybe both, talk about the things in your past that would suggest you could be successful in that in that kind of environment. How could you get them to do, for instance, the things you want to do with universal pre-K? The, the the current governor has had to pull teeth to get 120 million to expand that. Why would you be more successful? That's a great question and, and an important one. You know, I have to tell you, I was raised in a family. My dad was a Millican Republican and my mom was a Frank Kelly Democrat. <laughs> and so I was raised in a philosophy that at the end of the day, not one party has the corner on all the good ideas. Uh, we have to find our common ground where we can. And um, my years in the legislature, I was at the table negotiating the Detroit Grand Bargain with the governor. I was at the table negotiating Medicaid expansion. I served with three different governors, and, and there was one that was more able to get an agenda accomplished than the other two, and that was John Engler. Yes. Throw out my resume on the table, I look a lot more like Governor Milliken or Governor Engler than I do the last two governors, and I think that's really important because we don't want to just win an election. We want to govern. We need leadership that knows how to get things done, and I've sat at the table and negotiated important things that have benefited people in this state, and I've done it with Republicans, and I've, I've also found common ground with Democrats who I don't always agree with as well. So yes. I'm willing to work with anyone who really wants to solve problems in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Gretchen Whitmer. Democratic gubernatorial candidate, former Democratic state Senate minority leader. We are in the dining room at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island during the Mackinac Policy Conference talking about the things that challenge the state of Michigan in a different environment, maybe be able to come up with some new ideas, different approaches to things. Uh, Gretchen, I wanted to ask you about job growth, uh, a huge issue still here in the state of Michigan. Even as we've seen the unemployment rate go down pretty steadily over the last six or seven years, there are a lot of people who are not benefiting from that growth. A lot of people left out. And even some people who are working, for instance, are feeling left out because their wages have not kept kept pace with the, the growth in costs and things like that, healthcare costs. Talk about what your approach to that would be. And, strike some sort of difference with what we've seen for the last seven years, for instance? Well, there's no question that there's a massive skills gap in Michigan. Um, Luke Laser has said that only 30% of our population has the skills they need in a 21st century economy, and that's across all disciplines. Yeah. It's not just that there aren't enough four-year degree holders. There aren't enough people in the skilled trades either, and that's 
opportunity that is homegrown potential. We give people the skills they need. They're independent. They don't rely on the state. They can lead a great life and make sure that their families take care of their families and retire with dignity. You know, when I was in school, I took shop. Most kids don't <laughs> right. even have that Most option anymore. Most kids don't even know what anymore. that is anymore. Right. And a lot of kids, you know, where they are starting to reintroduce apprenticeship programs, find that young kids pick up a hammer the wrong way. And, and, and that just tells you that the concept of having a career as an electrician where you can be your own boss and make a good paycheck isn't even on the radar screen for the vast majority of our residents. You can make a great living, but it's on us to ensure that people, every, everyone sees a path right. to a career. And we get in the stuck talking about jobs, 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 and um, yeah, unemployment rate's gone down, but that means more people are are either have given up or they are taking on minimum wage paying jobs or they're working a couple jobs just to make ends meet. Yeah. That's not success. Not That's not it. a comeback for people. So again, specifically, what do you do? How do you change that? Well, well, I, if you want to expand uh, Voctech kind of career opportunities, where what, what lever do you pull to make that happen? You know, we've got a great education system in terms of community colleges across the state, in terms of universities across the state. It's one of the real strengths and assets um, at, that we have. We've got to make better use of connecting people to the training that they need. I think that there are ways to it, create programs even within high schools where kids graduate with a diploma, but also a certificate that gets them on their way if, if a skilled trade is where they want to go. Um, and doing partnerships with the private sector. Uh, you know, these business people all here, you know, and across the state are telling me there's not enough people with the skills we need to hire. Right, right. now there are jobs available that would pay well, but the people, you know, the residents don't have the skills they need. And yeah. so we really make a huge impact on our economy when we ensure that the people of our state are, are qualified and, and have the skills they need. And that's, okay. I think, great opportunity there. All right. Well, you've got another, what, 18 months of this if ahead you, of you? You're counting down already. I'm not. I'm enjoying I love a campaign. I, I love people and I love getting around It's crazy to run a two year campaign, but you may very well prove me wrong. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow and hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University.